Hello, dear friends, and welcome to our Sunday celebration. I want to start with a quote from the American physicist John Wheeler. We are not observers. We are participants. In some strange sense, this is a participatory universe. What he's saying is that we live in a participatory universe, that everything is working together with everything else to bring about the expression of the highest good for all, and that you and I are an activity of evolution, that we are, in a sense, creating or co-creating this unfinished universe in the direction in which our conscious and unconscious mind is moving. So I'm filming this talk on Thursday, November 5th. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. It's Guy Fawkes Day. But as I'm giving this talk, we don't know who the president-elect will be. Ballots are still being counted. But there is a palpable expression or experience of stress, of anxieties. There are disturbances. There is anger. There is fear. And even though this talk is being delivered on Sunday, I want to share some of the, the beliefs that I have about who we are as a nation and what's going on. I'd like to offer you a quote by the theologian, writer, and philosopher Marcus Borg. To abandon politics means leaving the structuring of society to those who are most concerned to serve their own interests. It means letting the pharaohs and the monarchs and the Caesars and the domination systems, ancient and modern, put the world together as they will. In democracy, politics in the broad sense does include how we vote, but it also includes more, what we support, what's in our conversations and our contributions, monetary and otherwise, our actions. You know, in a democracy, it's good for us to have passion. It's good for us to have direction. It's good for us to have knowledge. And it's good for us to, to participate in everything that is going on. But here's the question that I want to ask each of you individually. What are you contributing in your conversations, in your energy, and maybe even a more important question, and one that I think we all would agree on. Where do we see our nation headed? In this, you know, this great experiment that we call a democracy, we exchange ideas, we say yes to a task, and we succeed at the task, or we fail at the task. But the task, the preservation of our nation, is the most important thing. And if we aren't the one to fulfill that task, then we let that task go to someone else. That's how a democracy works. 
that's how our system works. And for me, you know, there's a couple things that, that I want to share with you about what I believe. First and foremost, I believe that all life is sacred. You know, uh, there's, there's no such thing as sacred and unsacred. All life is sacred, although some of it has been sacrileged. But you know, you know, every living being, whether it be a prince, a potentate, a pony, a puppy, a pine tree, or a polywog, every living being, every living thing is sacred. And so I believe that we act in the good of every living thing, that we don't sacrifice one thing to another. We don't desecrate one living system or one living being to the other. I believe in the prophetic tradition and what the prophetic tradition basically is about. And you know, this is indicative to every religion. It's about justice. It's about justice. As uh, Walter Bergamon says, justice is finding out what belongs to whom and returning it. Let me repeat that again. Justice is about finding out what belongs to whom and returning it. Justice in a very real way is about bringing things back to balance. And what I absolutely believe is that the first law of the universe is balance, that everything is moving towards balance. And so we are asked in our actions, in how we do things, to discover what belongs to whom and return it. You know, we live in an abundant universe and there is enough, there is enough for every living being. And if there isn't enough, or if the appearance is there isn't enough, it's because someone or something is holding on. And so justice then is about bringing things back to that experience of balance. And you know, as citizens, it's important for us to be engaged. Democracy is not a spectator sport, but it operates with the consciousness of what Parker Palmer says. Citizenship is a way of being in the world rooted in the knowledge that I am a member of a vast community of human and non-human beings that I depend on for essentials I could never provide for myself. That, that we're interdependent on everything else and that we depend for the essentials on our life on other humans and non-human beings. And so it's important for us to be respectful. I believe that you and I have a right to be angry, have a right to be filled with joy, have a right to express our opinion passionately. I believe that we have the right to take action, but 
We do not have the right to be mean. We do not have the right to be intimidating. And we don't have the right to, to be destructive. We can feel whatever we feel. We can act in regard to our beliefs and our feelings. But our actions must be tempered in, in kindness. Kindness is important for a democracy to, to exist. And I also think that we, um, we have a duty to participate with a sense of gratefulness. Diana Butler Bass says this, Normal life in Western society, even 80 years ago, obscured what was true and important about the nature of things, that life is an abundance of shared gifts. We do not really achieve, we receive. We give to each other. We are grateful. And isn't that true, that life is an abundance of shared gift and that every life is a sacred gift. And when we understand that every life is a sacred gift, then we recognize that there is a giver of the gift. And so we participate in the workings and the machinations and the flow and the disruption of our government of our nation as citizens with a level of gratefulness because gratefulness allows us to be expansive. Gratefulness allows us to be generous. Gratefulness allows us to be curious about each other. One of the things that I've been observing are are people praying and you know people are praying for one reason or another they're praying for this party they're praying for that party they're praying that God will strike this person down and raise this person up but you know God doesn't work that way God can do many things but God is always in integrity with itself and something that uh, the mystics have taught that was so beautifully articulated by the, by the founder of our particular denomination, Dr. Ernest Holmes, is this, is that prayer takes place in our mind. And it's not so much that we're trying to change God's mind, but that we are trying to realign our consciousness with this divine idea. And that the very essence of living in a spiritual universe, the very essence of living in a spiritual democracy, is love. And so love is the motivating factor. Because you know, the issue is this, is that for love to exist, there must be freedom. Because there, if there is no freedom, there is no love. And freedom means this. It means giving each and every being its voice, its right to be. You know, the founders of our nation were so interesting. You know, they created this living document known as the Constitution. And in that, and we all remember this, right? We believe that it is self-evident. It's just known that all men 
and all women are created equal. Every person in this nation is equal, whether they are a man or a woman. Whatever their color, whatever their heritage, whatever their nationality, whatever their orientation, and whether they be been here forever or they are an immigrant, each person is seen as equal. And there's nobody that is more equal than anyone else. And as such, each person in the world, but specifically in our nation, is given the right to life, to expression, to liberty, to be who they've come to be, and the pursuit of happiness, to follow that dream, to follow that desire. And so for you and I, as good citizens, we recognize each individual, no matter who they are, no matter where they came from, no matter how long they've been here, as equal to you and I, with the same right to live, to be free, and to be happy. And for our practice this week, what I'd like to offer you is a prayer from Dr. Ernest Holmes. And this was a prayer that was given at the dawn of the Korean War. But it is relevant because it speaks to the very heart of who you and I are. Believing in the divine destiny of the United States of America and in the preservation of liberty, security, and self-expression, I offer this, my prayer for my country. I know that the divine intelligence governs the destiny of the United States of America, directing the thought and the activity of all who guide its affairs. I know that success, prosperity, and happiness are the gifts of freedom and are of divine heritage of everyone in this country. I know that success, prosperity, and happiness are now operating in the affairs of every individual in this country. I know that divine guidance enlightens the collective mind of the people of this country, causing it to know that economic security may come to all without the loss of either personal freedom or individual self-expression. I know that no one can believe or be led to believe freedom must be surrendered in order to ensure economic security for all. The all-knowing mind of God contains the answer to every problem which confronts this country. I know that every leader in the country is now directed to this all-knowing mind and has the knowledge of complete solution in every problem, and each is compelled to act upon this knowledge to the end that abundance, security, and peace shall come to all. And I know that this spiritual democracy shall endure 
guaranteeing to everyone in this country personal liberty, happiness, and self-expression. And so it is. Amen. And so, as we let the words of Ernest Holmes become the words of our heart, we hold for each person in our nation today that we are filled with an experience of peace and well-being that grows out of the knowledge that all will be well and all will be well because today we commit ourselves to kindness. We express ourselves fully knowing that we are free and that we are willing for that freedom to be for every other person. And so it is. So thank you again for being part of our Sunday celebration. You know, as I said last week, we're, we're, we're getting ready for something very special on, on, um, on Thanksgiving weekend. And one of the things that we would really love to have is photographs of you and your family. And if there's a word or two or an idea that you want to express, send that along as well. And you can email these JPEGs to our website, which is right above me even as we speak. And so whether you are from as far away as Australia or as close as Fallbrook, whether you are in Oregon or Minnesota or Colorado or wherever you may be in California or even Mexico, please send photographs and we'd love to be part of that. And then for those of you who are attending our live services, next Sunday, the 15th, we're gonna sing together, masks on, and uh, we're going to film so that everyone in the virtual world can see us. So dress pretty. And then finally, you know, your support has been so important to us. It really has. These are, these are the times that we are in this new reorder. And so just as everything that I have said today, we are dependent on each other. We are an abundance of shared gifts. And your shared gifts allow us to continue to grow, to continue to serve, and to continue to celebrate the divinity in each and every one. And so, my dear friends, to those whom you love and those whom you receive love from, I wish you many, many blessings.